0: Everyone. Thanks again for tuning into Sins Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to be talking about The Fury of the Orange Tree. And my goodness, I was late on this one. <laughs> this was such a fantastic read. And I don't know why I didn't pick up this book before. I don't know why I waited years to pick this book up. Let me see, when was it first published? I'm um, looking at my notes real quick. 2020. Wow. And that was the paperback. So That means the hardcover came out even before that. 2019! What the heck was I doing in 2019? Oh, right. COVID. Um, <laughs> seriously, this is a book I would have devoured. And I did devour this book. Easily, one of my favorite books that I read last year. It was so well done I mean this book is 848 pages long you know it's pretty intimidating when you look at it at the bookshelf but I understand why it's always flying off the shelves it's such an easy read you know Samantha Shannon did an incredible job grounding the reader in it's a fantastic world building I mean you even see you know her note in the beginning She does draw from other cultures. I definitely do see some medieval folklore here. I do see some um, Arabian influences alongside some East Asian influence. I'm seeing these three different influences in the story building. But I think that that worked out well because it gives the reader something tangible that they can relate to so that the high fantasy doesn't just blow them out of the water. You know, some people do have a tendency to have a disconnect when reading high fantasy because it is so high fantasy and a little bit out there. The same thing with science fiction. You know, sometimes readers need something to ground themselves in. I'm not saying I'm one of those. I love high fantasy. I mean, I grew up reading Dragonlands. I love that shit, Um, which is another reason why I'm very disappointed in myself for not buying this book when it first came out. It's such a fantastic book. I mean that world building the way she draws upon these different cultures to weave something really beautiful is masterful i mean her storytelling is masterful there's no other way for me to put it you're grounded from beginning to end you're seeing it and i started this book you know i was like okay let me just do 30 pages a day so that i don't overwhelm myself and this is my new habit now i'm going to i pick a book that I'm going to read at 30 pages a day. Like, that's going to be my book. It started me on this new pattern for reading that I'm in love with. And after I got to page, you know, I want to say 600, 700, I was like, I can't, I can't just stick to 30 pages a day anymore. I need to read more, 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 because it's so good. The world building, the history, the magic, the way that we're shifting between different point of views doesn't disrupt the pacing of the novel. At all, again, absolutely masterful as far as that storytelling goes. I mean, it's incredible. I can't put it any simpler. It is just incredible. And then you have the characters. I mean, I will say this. Tane and Ede, probably two of my favorite characters. Then you had Sobron, (laughs) the queen. Early on, she was just kind of annoying, but a few chapters into her perspective, and you really do begin to relate to her. She's the queen, but she doesn't really have a lot of power. Her lineage, her bloodline, is said to keep the Nameless One bound underneath the ground. So really, her queendom is condensed to one moment. Her giving birth to another daughter. That's it. That is what her purpose is as queen. And... She doesn't want that. She wants to be more. She wants to be a ruler. She wants to be independent. She doesn't want everything she does to just be summarized in her marrying some dude and then giving birth to a daughter. I mean, that's she wants more. And you completely understand that. And then once you understand that, you're like, okay, I totally get why you were a bitch in the beginning. 100% get it. Understand. But that's what I think is really incredible with the storytelling. You know, each of these characters, they grow, they evolve, they come to respect one another and become formidable. You know, they change, they evolve, and through that, they are forces to be reckoned with. I mean, whew, I love them. I really do. I, I, it's such a good story I I could go on and on I really good I really really could because it's just so good it's just so good I love this book so much um you can bet I already pre-ordered the sequel to it and I made an effort I went and I found the period of orange tree in hardcover and I bought that (laughs) because I'm like if I'm gonna give you my money I'm gonna give you all my money um and I already pre-ordered Day of Fall and Night. So that just tells me you how much I'm in love with this book and how excited I am. You know, I understand why this book has such a claim and it does. It deserves every single award it gets because Shannon, uh oh, my god, her writing style is beautiful. I mean she's just she's just amazing. This story is amazing. 848 pages and I flew through it, it doesn't even feel like I look it back now and I'm like Why do I think you were so intimidating? You were so easy to read and she was so easy to read Because of the masterful storytelling, you know that world building that pacing that characterization It was all on point and it was incredible So five out of five stars if you want to go ahead and purchase the book I will include links in the description below where to purchase And on that note, I hope you all continue to support this podcast by liking it, subscribing to it, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Buy Me a Coffee with a one-time donation or by making a monthly donation on Anchor FM, my recording platform, for 99 cents a month. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.